into the contest. It's Monday the 20th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Uh, Shad Wicker here filling in for Tim Gilbert because he's lazy <laughs> and he's off on a little break, whereas I care, Shane Lee, I care about sport. What's the same with it? We're <laughs> back to the grindstone here, mate. Um, work, working really, really hard. Um, mate, Shad, it's good to see you, mate. What, what are your plans for Christmas, mate? What's happening? Mate, I'm heading down to heading down to Sydney this weekend. Going to spend a few days down uh, your way. Although, I mean, look, I, I am nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think most people are leading into this Christmas break. I mean, I do want to be able to get back into the great state of Queensland. So the plan is to go to New South Wales, but we will see as the week unfolds. Well, mate, I'm off, I'm off, to, I'm off to Melbourne to see the in-laws. So two games of golf down there. So that'll, that'll be a bit of fun on the golf course. Fair that enough, is. fair enough. Well, we have a charity auction running uh, for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. Amazing things to buy in the auction, including a cricket clinic with Test Cricket star Nathan Lyon. He got his big 400 just the other week. Uh, you can find out more info at afternoonsport.com. Uh, slash auction. Uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking cricket with the Aussies pretty much wrapping up the second test. And Jake Paul, YouTube man, but he's now full boxing star after a six-round knockout. And Josh Giddy almost agonisingly close to making NBA history. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks... Well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Kick things off uh, with a bit of cricket, Shano. So uh, the Ashes all but wrapped up at the moment with the Aussies pretty much embarrassing England right now. What's been happening? A little bit to go, but uh, we're definitely on top, mate. Uh, England go into the last day, which is today in Adelaide, the last day at 4 for 82 in their second innings. They still trail by 386 runs, mate. And, um, yeah, uh, the Aussies all over them from pretty much from the from the top of the batting order right down. Um, I did predict that Marcus Harris, the Australian opener, would not play in the next test, and I think I'm right. He's the only one that's really failed twice um, in this test match. But, look, Mitchell Stark's been great with the ball. Um, Jai Richardson opened the bowling in the second innings, and he's got two for 17, bowled really, really well with the new ball. But the Aussies just so dominant. Um, Smith and, and Labuschagne with the bat. Um, Travis Head got a brilliant 50 yesterday. Yeah, we're all over him, and it's good. We haven't got the ashes in our hands yet, Chad, but i tell you what. It's very, very close. Who's going to? Who's your hot favourite to replace Harris then? Because when I've watched, uh, been watching with my mates, that's their biggest complaint is Harris. Yeah, well, he only averages about twenty um, in his Test career so far, and I think Kawaja is the batsman that's down there currently. Um, in amongst the squad. So I think he will, even though he's been um, not opening the batting for Queensland, he is an opener, um, and I think he will open come Boxing Day. Now, um, I mean, obviously England can't cause a stir on the pitch at the moment, but it seems to be uh, Twitter is where some of the England mm. fans want to get themselves in trouble. What's going on there? 
Well, Kevin Peterson, uh, coming from uh, back in the UK, has just got on and said, can someone just smack Nathan Lyon, FFS, which means for fuck's sake, I think. <laughs> he said this yeah, off- I think you're up to it. Yeah, yeah, I think this off spinner. <laughs> I, know, I know my kids these days. Um, his off spinner said he, has, he said he has zero um, variations and then we'll – Ricky Potting has come back and said, well, he's actually dismissed you four times, mate. Um, <laughs> and there's only been two guys dismissed him more than Nathan Lyon. That was Shane Warne and, and Matai Litherin. So, yeah, a little bit of war of the words going on um, off, the, off the paddock from two two guys that used to uh, go head-to-head on the paddock as well. Well, uh, one last one before we move on from cricket. Uh, it's, cricket seems like the clearest example of when you get out is if your stumps are bold, but mm. that wasn't the case in a match <laughs> over the week. It hasn't done a lot for women's, um, the National Cricket League, because uh, it was Queensland versus Tasmania and Hobart, um, and the girl was clearly bold. Uh, the keeper was up to the stumps. She even picked up the bale off the ground and put it back on, and no one appealed. No What's one appealed. What's going on there? No one appealed. No one appealed. Mate, there must be match fixing going on there. I don't know. What's happening? But, uh, maybe maybe it was a windy day. We, we don't know the, the details around it. But, um, yeah, clearly she was bold. It, it, there's a, a still shot of the ball hitting the stumps and the bale being dislodged, the keeper picking it up and putting it back on. But the batsman played on. So um, maybe that's a bit of backyard rules going on there, Chad. Excuse my uh, lack of knowledge, but there is no circumstance where the bales can come off and you are not out. No. If the ball hits the stumps and the balls so, and the bales are slides, that, that, that says you're actually bold and you're out. So, um, yes, pretty, pretty, pretty black and white. Oh, well, I guess I get a couple of gimmies then. I guess that's what's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be happening on Boxing Day for a lot of people, I feel. Exactly right. <laughs> hey, uh, we are getting towards the end of uh, 2021, but one of my favourite events kicks off next year, which is the tennis, of course, with the Australian yes. Open. Not much to talk about with some of our tennis stars right now, except uh, Nick Curios. He's in love. He's in love, uh, mate. Is he? <laughs> well, well, he's got a new girlfriend. He, he was down Bondi on the weekend, and he was just uh, a lot of public display of affection, mate, pashing off <laughs> with some girl called Costine Hatsy. Um, he did say during last year that, because he was away, he used to get a little bit too toey, and he, he couldn't concentrate. So, so maybe with all this public display, display of affection, he'll be uh, he'll be in best form come the Australian Open. Mate, Kyrgios is he has got an unbelievable track record when it comes to tennis, the tennis world. If you want to look yep. into it, and you yep. want to talk about being too toey on tour, this guy got caught by his own missus flicking through Tinder while they were in quarantine. So I think <laughs> I think being away isn't the problem, Kyrgios. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break here, but. Coming up, we'll be talking NBA, some boxing as well, uh, and a bit of footy too, just after this. Well, uh, Shane, you know I love my American sports, so we'll go straight over to the NBA where the Aussies are just firing at the moment. Mm. I, you know, every week we seem to be chatting about Paddy Mills or uh, our other great export up there, Josh Giddy, who came so close to making NBA history this past week. He did, didn't he? Almost uh, a, the youngest NBA player ever to do a triple-double. Um, he had eight points uh, uh, and then 11 rebounds and 10 assists and, um, and couldn't get the last – 
two points to make it a triple-double. But, uh, yeah, Oklahoma City versus the LA Clippers, he's just on fire, isn't he? It's amazing, and I've, I've mentioned this on the pod before. Like, he needs to get the hell out of Oklahoma as soon as he can with his rookie contract because he is mm. going to get paid quite handsomely if he continues on this track record. Board man, get paid. <laughs> You're going to get those boards, they those do. kind of boards, you yeah. will get paid. The amazing rebounds. I mean, that is like Rodman-level type stats if he keeps that up. It's going to be quite impressive. He's tr- Him and Paddy Mills... Two of the mm. best buyers of the year. The only difference is, of course, Giddy was uh, picked up during the draft, whereas Mills was just an absolute bargain mm, yeah. by the Brooklyn Nets for just $16 million a year. I mean, come on. No, who, who, who can survive on that? But, yeah, <laughs> and ending up with 18 rebounds, which was uh, – that's huge numbers, isn't it? Absolutely insane for NBA. So keep an eye out for that, especially with the big NBA games across the Christmas break. American sport does not mm. take any time off. Uh, so I'll be enjoying that. We'll go to the world game next. So Ange Postacoglu, he has uh, had a bit of success with Celtic in the Scottish League Cup final. Yeah, well, he's brought in to coach Celtic and they said they wanted silverware and he has delivered. Uh, Celtic winning the Scottish League final. Um, uh, Kyogo uh, Furuhashami uh, oh, yeah? scored two two goals. You, you know that bloke? Yeah, what, was, that? what was his name again? <laughs> you, you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> he, scored, he scored two goals. Um, a 2-1 win over um, Hibernian. Um, yeah, and Andrew Postacoglu, as we said, getting the silverware there and uh, they'll be celebrating big time in Celtic tonight. Do you want to, I mean, those Scottish League teams, are, especially Celtic, are kind of like... Like you give a success immediately or you're gone. You don't get a lot of time right. to get success there. Uh, this was this is a big one over the weekend that I'm, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this because Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, the second uh, match of these guys, got themselves a rematch. Tyron Woodley had to do this fight two weeks' notice uh, because the younger Fury uh, had to pull out of the fight due to injury. Um, can we stop putting YouTuber in front of Jake Paul's name after he knocked out Woodley in the sixth round? Yep, I agree with that. And uh, But uh, look, going back, and I, I don't follow this sport that closely, but I will say this, is that um, this YouTuber, Jake Paul, he is a real deal, I think. Um, he can fight. Um, people thought he was just a bit of a joke just because he uses YouTube as a, YouTube as a platform. But what, what are your thoughts? I, I think he, I, he, can, he can really throw him. Honestly, think it's time to maybe stop putting YouTuber and start putting Boxer because... Um, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I know it's still we're still kind of... The biggest slight on Don Jake Paul at the moment is he has not gotten in the ring with a professional, distant professional yep. boxer, and that's what the Fury fight was supposed to be. Now it was injury; you can say what you want, but outside of the fact that it's like you know he's an ex YouTuber and whatnot, this guy uh, has a goal to try and beat Mayweather's one billion dollar earnings through boxing, and I'm not, I can't see how that won't happen. Okay. I mean, he knows how to sell pay-per-views. There's people that are fighting on the undercard of these like, bouts. They had ex-NFL players in there that are earning more money than the people would have got at the last UFC pay-per-view wow. for their fights. So you kind of – he's embarrassing people. He also put the big challenge out there. He was saying he wants Conor McGregor. He wants Usman – he wants uh, Kamara Usman as well. I mean, Usman Khawaja would probably get knocked out pretty quickly. <laughs> but he's, he's after – he's really knows what he's doing with the marketing here because he's going after the UFC – to help sell these fights and these events. And I'm, I'm starting to think he is the real deal. He knocked him out cold. But I was just thinking then that um, Marcus Harris would be happy if Usman Khawaja took him on. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> He'd right. be down in Melbourne. Brilliant. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we'll move back home uh, with our two coats. Men our own news coming up in a second, but um, a bit of a sad one for uh, Dustin Martin. Yeah, his dad, Shane Martin, um, was well-known in, in the bikey world here in Australia and was pretty much deported back to New Zealand. Um, he's been sick. He's died at the age of 54. They said there's no um, funny circumstances around it, um, but it would be really, really sad. And Richmond Football Club put out a nice thing to say um, condolences to you, to your father. Um, he hasn't seen his three sons who are all in Australia, so um, they've been apart. Judy's he's tried to sneak back in the country a couple of times but been turned away by customs. So uh, a, a sad end to uh, a guy's father. Um, it doesn't matter what he did, it's, it's still his dad, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a story people can relate to with those borders being an issue for a lot of people trying to see everyone, especially this yep. period of the year. Uh, moving to NRL, South Sydney. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to find great NRL news over the break that isn't someone getting kicked mm. out of a pub, to be honest. <laughs> South feel like they found their captain, not for next year, but for the next decade. It's a big call, Cam Murray. Uh, they're saying that, so he's, re- he's replaced Adam Reynolds um, and they're saying that hope, hopefully he'll be the captain for the next 10 years. That's a massive call due to the fact that most sportsmen's careers only really last for four years. That's the average across all sports. So um, 10 years, he's a very, very good football. He seems to have a very good head on his shoulders. Um, so maybe South has have found someone special, but predicting 10 years is a big call. Wait mm. and see. I know. It's, it's, I don't understand it, the NRL. Like, such high impact as well. Sure. Just look at the Cowboys. Mm. Tom Alolo, still one of the great one of the great front rowers of the game. But he signed a 10-year contract that was worth insane money, and it's kind of like yep. I feel like you're probably not going to get as much value as you get on the back end there. So you've got to be careful how much you're going to hamstrung yourself. That's it. But also, this is all just flex. <laughs> it's all just to be like, uh, help you at the negotiating table. Yeah, you're going to be the captain yeah. for the next 10 years. They're going to find some junior player in the next three years, and he'll be the next one. Like That's the way sports work. <laughs> That's it. It's all grandstanding, isn't it? Um, well, you're going to be uh, hitting a few around, mm. uh, as you were saying earlier, a bit of, bit of golf uh, going on. But um, should the golf world be scared? Tiger Woods is out hitting him again, and not just Tiger Woods, but with his son as well? Uh, no. And <laughs> I, I watched a bit of this, this father-son tournament, and even Tiger's admitted I, I don't have it anymore. Um, he had that terrible car accident and almost lost his leg and I was watching a few holes and he was grimacing um, when he was playing shots. Look, he was still putting fairly well. He still had some really good approach shots, um, but his power um, had, had really gone due to the fact that he can't drive with his legs, you know? Um, so, uh, but his son, until his son's got, got some real talent there. He, he was knocking in putts, you know, 20, 30 metres out. Um, yeah, real, real talent. And it was a really, really proud moment too. when when Tiger's standing behind him and his son, knocks the putt in from about 20 metres away, and they both had exactly the same mannerisms as the ball was going in a hole. It was really, really good to watch. <laughs> as if uh, being the son of Tiger Woods, people aren't going to be like, hey, this guy is going to be out there sure. in the next few years <laughs> causing a stir. <laughs> Lots of pressure. Uh, well, before we go, Shana, of course, um, the Ashes not going to be played over in WA this year. It's going to be down in Tasmania, which means some of the great stories of test matches over in Perth are not going to happen. And you've you've got a few of your own, don't you? What do, mate? Um, the, the cricket team always sings the team song after every test win. So they'll be singing that tonight, I'm, I'm sure, in Adelaide. Um, in the one-day format, you, you sing the team song after a series win. And we wrapped up the series against England um, in Perth many years ago. Now I think it was back to 1996, 97. Um, and 
it's up to the captain or the, or who's in charge of the team song to decide where you sing that team song. And we've sang it in the middle of Lords. I think I've told that story on the show. We're sang it on top of buildings, but we decided to sing it one night in the Leader Leaderville uh, Hotel in Adelaide in in Perth. Sorry, and um, we thought it was a bit of a secret thing. We we all sort of gathered around this sort of rubbish bin, and then Phil Tufnell, the spinner, popped out of the rubbish <laughs> bin in the middle of our theme song, like Oscar the Grouch. It was like, how do you know we were going to be there? And what are you doing in the rubbish bin, mate? It was ridiculous. <laughs> a very funny man, Phil Tufnell. Couldn't catch or bowl very well, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, wow, just the farting shot there. Nice. That's probably why he was in the bin, mate. That's Plays right. like trash. <laughs> very true, but uh, he popped out with rubbish all over him in the middle of our theme song uh, to the amusement of the boys. It was a very, very funny moment. That's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainehaircare.com. And, of course, uh, thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh. He makes us say it every single time. Uh, <laughs> now, Tim and Shane won't be back until the new year, but I'll be here filling in for Tim for the rest of this week as well to give you your daily dose of sport. Uh, so uh, enjoy the week, Shane. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, guys. Take care.